సహనవతు సహనూనూ సహవీయంకరవాహైజస్వినవీతమస్తుమావిషావహై శాంతిశాంతి పూర్ణమదూర్ణమిదం పూర్ణాత్ పూర్ణముదూర్ణ్య పూర్ణమాదయ పూర్ణమేవశిష్యాంతిశాంతి శృతిస్మృతిపురాణాలయంకరుణాలయంకరంకరంకరాచార్యం కేశవంబాదరాయణం హాస్యకృతే భగవంతన ఈరోరాత్మే మూర్తిభేద విభాగినేమవ్యాప్తేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్తీహరిం పరమానందం ఉపదేష్టారమీశ్వరం వ్యాపకం సర్వోకాణమ్యహం అపరోక్షానుభూతిర్వై రోచ్యతే మోక్షసిద్ధయేద్భిరేవ ప్రయత్నేన వీక్షణీయాహుర్ముహుర్సెస్మ్యూనికేటెడ్మరూపజగత్షన్ఇస్థింగ్బ్రహ్మ సూర్ణాజాయమానస్యూర్ణత్వం దిస్ బోర్న్ ఆఫ్ గోల్డ్ ఇస్ ఆల్వేస్ గోల్డ్ శాశ్వతం దాట్ ఇస్ బోర్న్ ఆఫ్ గోల్డ్ ఇస్ ఆల్వేస్ గోల్డ్ అండ్ నథింగ్ బట్ గోల్డ్ రియలీ సిమిలర్లీ బ్రహ్మణో జాయమానస్య వేదాంత టీచెస్ దాట్ the universe is born of brahman brahman is the jagat karanam both in fact the upadana karanam as well as nimitta karanam the material cause as well as the intelligent cause although what is of relevance in this discussion is the material cause this says so suvarna jayamanasya సువర్ణ గోల్డ్ ఇస్ ఏ మటీరియల్ కాస్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద ఆర్నమెంట్స్ నేచురలీ సో ఉపాదానం ఫర్ క్రియేటింగ్ వాట్ యు రీచ్ అవుట్ వాట్ యు పికప్ 
This is the material cause. If you want to make chapati, you reach out for the, for the dough. So, for making ornaments, you reach out for gold. So, in, that is called the upadhanam. And thus, for the making ornaments, you reach out for gold. So, gold is the material cause for which ornaments are made. Shashvatam. The ornaments are always gold. And really speaking, ornaments are nothing but gold also. Because in creating ornament, nothing is added in gold. Although the mechanics will say you have energy and stuff like that, you know. But otherwise, as far as substance is concerned, <coughs> no substance is added for making ornaments out of gold. Similarly, as the gold is the material cause of the ornament, so also is Brahman the material cause of the universe. <coughs> Brahmano Jayamanasya. Similarly also, the universe of names and forms that is born of Brahman. So this name and form has no real existence. Ornament is of course the gold and name and form. But name and form is no substance. The substance in ornament is only gold. So Vedanta would say name and form really is the vacharambhan, vikaravanavayam, mrittikaityo satyam. So in them, that will come when the father told Shvetaketu that knowing which everything as well becomes known. How can it be? Because by knowing one particle of gold, everything that is made of gold is as well known because what is made of gold is nothing but gold. Vitaravanamadayam vacharamanam. What about Bengal? So Bengal is made of gold. What is Bengal? Vikaraha, modification, just name and form. Vacharamhanam, Vakaramhanam, or Vacharamhanam, Vacharamhanam. It has its origin only in speech. Bengal has its origin in speech. Not in gold. Bengal has its origin in speech. What do you mean? What is speech? The word Bengal. So what you call Bengal is no no reality other than the word Bengal. This object that I am holding in my hand, the reality is gold only. Vacharamam, Vikaranamadeyam, Vikara, modification. In this case, name and form is Vacharamam. Arambam has, its origin has begun only in speech. So Bengal is, how, what is the reality of Bengal? Simply word Bengal. Bengal has its origin in speech means what? Bengal is no more than the word Bengal. So what is this? Gold. And so because take away gold there is no Bengal, etc. So this is a very interesting way of saying that Bengal has no reality other than the word Bengal. What happens is when we use the word 
The one has the magic, has the power of creating a corresponding concept or notion in our mind. So when we use the word bangal, it creates in our mind the notion of a round object. So we think that the bangal is some kind of an, a real thing. It says, no, the, the notion of bangal that is created is merely created by the utterance of word bangal. And there is no substance other than the name bangal and form bangal. So bangal is just name and form, no substance. A very profound statement. Very pro- So, if the scientists really studied this Vedanta, they would just flabbergasted what Vedanta reveals. As far as the reality is concerned, as far as appearance is concerned, okay. As far as the reality is concerned. The problem is that some appearance also is created, which is Bengal. And not recognizing that the Bengal part is appearance and the gold part is reality. Not recognizing, we think Bengal is different and the hearing is different, etc. Suvarna Jayamanasya Suvarnatvam Chashashvatam. What is born of gold is always gold and nothing but gold. If something else appears there, other than gold, such as round form, etc., understand that it is no reality whatever. It doesn't exist. No reality, because that alone can be called existent, which enjoys its own existence, and name and form, if they existed, then some residue would remain after removing gold from the ornament. Some residue would remain if this Bangalore has some reality, but no residue remains. And so, what is this gold? You mean this Brahman Swami? Yes. What about all the names and forms? No reality at all. You say there's no reality? Well, if you don't become emotional about things, just objective. If by reality we mean that which cannot be negated, which is substance, so that which cannot be negated, then every form is subject to being negated. Because the form reduces to another form. This form, says a part, reduces to another form called clay. When you re-examine, and examine clay will reduce to yet another, is in fact cause. Every effect reduces to material cause. So when you really examine what this part is, it reduces to what? Clay is another name and form. And again when you examine clay, it reduces to what? However you want to do that. If you want to do the Vedantic way, clay will reduce to earth. It will reduce to water, to fire, to air, to space. Disappears. So we know in experiment as the temperature of a thing rises and slowly and slowly it just becomes thinner and thinner and then disappears. Or if we take the scientific way also then, then molecules and atoms and subatomic particles and 
If this thing had any substance, it would never disappear. But scientists also find that this disappears. That means this is just, even though it is so tangible, Swamiji, you see, it's not substance and put it on, you know, strike it with the head, then you know where the substance is. That is not the way to determine substance anyway. Whatever is negatable has no substance, that's all. And the name and form are negated when this is reduced to clay. And clay gets negated and reduced to earth. Gets negated and reduced to its own cause. And the effect gets reduced to cause and cause and cause. And where will it go ultimately? Well, intellectually also you perform this exercise. This reduction will lead us where? It will necessarily lead us, lead us to a cause which is not the effect. So far what's happening is that the effect is a cause also. I mean, a cause is effect also. That's why it gets reduced. You know, so, in as much as this is part, is an effect, cause, you know, reduces to its again, its own cause is again its cause. So, this reduction must lead where? To a cause which is not an effect. Otherwise, you keep on reducing, there will be infinite regression. Somewhere this should end. One thing is that this, in, this invest inquiry has to leave some place where it does not, it is irreducible. Otherwise the universe would not be there. If the infinite regression, that means that universe is not yet there created, you know, for still that is going on. The fact that things are there means that there must be a basis which is there, which cannot be further reduced. So all of these should be reduced to a cause, which cause everything all right, but which is not in effect. Effectless cause, you know. Causeless cause, I should say. Uncaused cause, that's the thing. Reduces to uncaused cause. Although I heard a tape, you know, I mean, uh, of this, now there is a the new fashion called atheism in, in West, in America, and everywhere. This is all. So this is a God. So they laugh at these people who talk of God. So you know they call God what? Uncaused cause. <laughs> you know. How can they be uncaused cause? The thing is, if God created universe, who created God? You can't answer this. We say God is uncaused cause. How can it be? If God created the world, you tell us, who created God? Stupid, that is called God, who is not created. They think everything has to be created. There is something that exists, which is not created, that becomes the basis of creation. What can become the basis of creation is that, we always there, which is not created, that alone can become the basis of creation. Otherwise it's infinite regress, the universe would not be there. So this leads us to a, in a, a substratum, which is the cause of everything, which itself is not the effect. <coughs> and so that is what? Asti, Bhati, Priya. 
So then, really speaking, when you examine anything, only as far as Vedanta is concerned, only substance is asti bhati priya. And that, therefore, the asti bhati priya cannot become the material cause because asti bhati priya cannot undergo change to become the effect. The material cause must undergo change to become effect, like the clay becomes part. Yasti bhari priyam is changeless, cannot become the effect. How can it become a jagat? So then it is not become. If you examine the original cause, asti bhari priyam, it doesn't make sense that there can be any effect because it cannot be material cause in primary sense. So it is as though material cause. In what way? Just as the rope is the material cause of a snake. So snake is nothing but rope. So also jagat is nothing but Brahman. Intellectually Swami. But then you, we have to then use our instrument. Instrument of the mind. And closely look at anything. And determine what is the unchanging aspect of this. What is the non-negatable thing in this? You can meditate on that. When you arrive, arrive what? Asti, bhati, priyam. Is that right? No. Asmi, bhami, priyam. Not asti. Asti is not something, asti means, you know, something else. Asti means is. No, am. Is must ultimately become am. All that remains is I am, I shine, I am dear. So Brahman is the same as Atma. <coughs> so this is what all along is being said. And so the Dvaitam, the duality of subject and object also has the same reality as a thought. Meaning subject-object duality also does not have any substance. The only substance is non-dual, non-duality. Call it Brahman or call it Atma. Yatra Jnana In the ignorance that is superimpose the subject-object duality upon what is one. And then say, I am the seer that is seen. But if you examine seer, who is the seer fellow? Consciousness which has assumed the role of a seer. Look at the scene. Consciousness assumes the role of scene. What is seeing? Consciousness. You find, when you examine each one of them, each one of them leads to consciousness plus the bhakti In which there is no duality in the seer and seeing. <coughs> What's the use of this knowledge? Yasmin Savani Bhutani Shatmatvena Vijanata. All the beings are known not only as Brahman but as self. As you say, you know, Asti Bhati Priyam should ultimately reduce to what? Asmi Bhami Priyam. Then for the wise man who sees all the beings, things and beings are nothing but the self. Navaitasavayan Moha Na Shoka Advitiyataha. So all that remains in the perception of the wise person is what? Just the self. 
the I, but not the I that we see right now. The right now, the I of my, my I excludes your I. When you use the pronoun I, in that pronoun I, the you-ness is not there, understand? When you use the pronoun I, it excludes, the you-ness is not, the you is not included in my I. We are not talking about that I. It is an I that does not exclude anything. So then I also becomes as though I, meaning individual. There is no individuality in that I. Why do you call it I? You have to call something. Meaning, but I also does not primarily apply to that, but you still call it I because I becomes a gateway of reaching there. You take the I and examine what is this I, then it reduces to again irreducible substance, asti bhadi priyam, in which the individuality is no more there. So I remains without the individuality. No individuality, no subjectness, no objectness. Navitasya bhavayan moha, then there is no projection, no superimposition, there was no shogaha, no grief. So Vedanta solution of becoming free from shoka or grief is this. When you see that you alone are, you alone is limitless, nothing stands apart from you, nothing can threaten you, you include everybody, nothing excludes you, nothing limits you. You are truly limitless, then you become totally acceptable to yourself. When do you like yourself? Ideally, what do you want to see yourself to be? I will see myself as a successful person. All right. When will I feel that I am truly successful? When I will find that I am free from all limitations. As long as I have any limitation, momentarily I may feel successful. But ultimately, no, not, not quite. I want to totally satisfy with myself as long as there is any idea of limitation in I. So only when I discover the I as devoid of all limitations, then Atmaneva Atmana Tushtaya, then I am totally satisfied with myself, by myself. When the total satisfaction is there, there is the scope of unhappiness. All grief arises on account of my not being happy with myself. All shoka, all grief arises on account of my not being satisfied with myself. My not being happy with myself. My not quite accepting myself. How come I don't accept myself? Because I find myself limited. So when I see any limitation in myself, I become unhappy with my own self. And that is the cause of, basic cause of all the grief. You become the cause of my grief. Somebody becomes the cause, instrument in causing grief in me. When you manage to create in me the idea of limitedness. When you manage to create in me the idea of limitedness, then I become unhappy. How do you do that? By not cooperating with me. Please do that. I'm sorry, Swamiji. I feel frustrated. You won't do that? What do you mean? 
I feel this, what I'm, I feel helpless, incapable, I can't make you do what I want, I can't control you. So I feel frustrated with my own self, I, have, I don't have my way. I get angry at you, but apparently before that I'm angry with my, I'm frustrated with myself, that I'm no good. This person doesn't do what I want, means I'm nothing. So when I find myself incapable, inadequate, I become frustrated with myself. That is the cause of anger. That is the cause of grief. That is the cause of unhappiness. As our Swami would say, you are the problem. I am the problem. Which I, I, who finds myself limited in any way, becomes the cause of problem or grief. I become the solution when I discover that I am free of all limitations. <coughs> now, this is the use of this knowledge, practical use. On account of advitiyata, on account of non-duality, meaning there is nothing to limit me. All there is I and therefore there is nothing to limit me. On account of that, there is no dissatisfaction, there is no complaint, there is none, a total satisfaction. So in ananda, total ananda, there is no grief, no sadness at all. Now what is, what the author is discussing now is the mithyatva, the, the duality. How can non-duality be real? Only when the duality is unreal. Therefore, the mithyatvam, or unreality of duality also must be very clearly understood and it must be, it must, you know, be impressed upon me. The reason why the author makes the same point in so many verses, but one verse would have been enough. He may write five verses, giving no new idea. Just different illustrations. You know, what is he doing? You know? I know, I understand. I, why do you keep repeating? Repeating because in order to drive home the point and create in me that vasana. Or vasana? Vasana of the unreality of the universe. Why is so? Because I take the universe to a real. By birth we do these two things, that what is not self, the body-mind sense, is taken to be self, and what is not real, the world, is taken to be real. As long as this is there, you can never be free from grief regardless of what you do. You can become the emperor or you can be whatever you can become. As long as you take the anātmā to be the self, and take the world to be real, nobody can ever become free from sadness. He can become free from other things, from poverty and this and that. He can become free. From sadness, one cannot become free. So that's all you need. That's the power that you need. If other powers you don't have, that's okay. Meaning there are so many siddhis and powers are there, it's nice to have. But any kind of power I may have of converting, reading your mind, all kinds of stuff. Then also, as long as the duality is real for me, as long as this body-mind sense is atma, so long regardless of what accomplishments I have at the level of the body, because it's all accomplishments. 
I mean, after a, a, a Nobel laureate is a highly accomplished person, his intellectual accomplishment is, is just gigantic. And so, and the fellow is, a, you know, the world boxing champion, another accomplishment. So all athletes are accomplished, all artists are accomplished, all scientists are accomplished people. It's not only that those people who, may, you know, produce something and out of air is only accomplished. All these are accomplished people. But nobody can be from grief, that I we can assure you. Regardless of what accomplishment you have, you cannot be free from sadness. As long as you take yourself individual, different from others, and as long as you take the differences as real, one cannot be free from unhappiness. And they were not free from je- not free from jealousy, from politics, won't be free. All these fellows won't be free from politics, means from manipulation, these always are there. Self-assertion, controlling, and things always be there at the highest level of art and science and everywhere. I'm not suggesting that they are said, they can be enlightened people, I mean, you know, it's not that. But if he's not, then he cannot be free from shoka or grief. <coughs> And what kind of success is that? As long as you are unhappy, you can't be called a successful person. So they had conducted a survey of very highly successful people, successful executives, successful businessmen, successful people, you know. At a personal level, how do you feel? Do you feel that you are happy? You are satisfied? No. What is happiness? What is the nature of your How is your relationship with others? How do you relate to others? Are you happy with your relationship? Or there are problems there. So how do you, how are you with yourself? All of them reported that you have difficulty in sleeping, you have difficulty in relating with power, all kinds of problems are there. Meaning that although they accomplished on the worldly level, did not relieve them from this fundamental problem of sadness. It's not nobody's fault. It's only that people do not know what's the cause of sadness. They think that, okay, that because I'm not a well-known person, therefore I'm sad, so it becomes well-known. Because I'm not a billionaire, so it becomes a billionaire, etc. But then discovers that all of those things do not change as far as self-satisfaction is concerned. The only thing is, I want is self-satisfaction. I just want to be comfortable with myself. I simply want to be happy with myself. That's all I want. Nothing else. Because when I'm happy with myself, I'm automatically happy with everything else. This is secret. I need not any separate to be happy with you. All I need to do is to be happy with myself. Nothing separate is to be done to accept yourself. All I need is to accept myself. The reason why I cannot accept others is because basically I am not accepting myself. I complain about others because I am basically complaining about myself. I am not satisfied with others because I am not satisfied with myself. It's all centered on I. That is why the emphasis on knowing I. Nacha Shoka Advitiya. Advitiya is a fifth case. 
It is what we call the hetu or the cause, the reason. Advitiyataha. On account of the reason of non-divinity, natattratasya. For that person, nabhavain shoka, mohaha, nati shoka. Tasya ko moha, kashoka. Where is the grief? Where is the delusion? And never. But this universe is real. How can you call it unreal? This wall is real. It is protecting me. It is, you know, it is supporting this house. Book is real. Water is real. It is quenching my thirst. So thus, we again are oriented towards taking as real whatever we perceive and that serves the purpose or useful. Anubhudo Pyamluka Vyavaharakshramavishan Understand that this universe which we experience, Vyavaharakshama, even though it is Vyavaharakshama, it has what we call the, the objective reality. Vyavahara, that it is useful in all our transactions, useful to serve the purposes in our life. That it appeases my hunger and quenches my thirst and protection from cold and all of this, even then, is still mitya, it is still not here. So as we saw in the morning, the only test of reality is that it should be non-negatable. So that alone is called satyam, which is avadhitam. <coughs> The same idea is continued in the verse 59. The, the author also took the three states of our experience of waking, dream and deeply. And using the example of dream, that all of us know that the dream is mithya, is an appearance. What we experience in dream is not really there, there is no tangible objects there. Although while we are dreaming toward the dreamer, the dream world appears to be real. Only when we wake up then we realize that it is mithya. So understand that dream is mithya from the standpoint of wake up. And so also you can wake up from this world. Yes, sakshat kurde pravodasamaye svatmanameva. Just as when you wake up from the dream, you realize that the whole dream world was yourself only. The, the subject, the speaker in the dream also was you, the listener also was you. Similarly, when you wake up from this world, many wake up from the sleep of ignorance, you find out the subject also is you, object, the universe was subject, object is nothing but one. <coughs> Avasthatram mitya bhavatu. Okay. Avasthatram means what? Waking, dream, and deep sleep. Okay, they are mitya. Why are they mitya? Because they are mutually exclusive. The waking does not exist in dream. So when dream comes, it displaces or negates waking. So waking is negatable. Therefore, it is not real. The dream is not there in deep sleep state. So dream also is negatable, bhāda-yogyam, never 
dream also is not here. The deep sleep also is negated when you wake up. And so, deep sleep also is not here, accepted. Nanu, avasthatra, mithya bhavatu. The waking, dream, deep sleep, in as much as each one of them displaces the other, therefore, we understand that they are mithya or unreal or appearance. Jivastu satyasyat. How about jivatma? He is there. So why not jiva? So, the navasthatra, the waking dream, etc., they are mithya. But what about jiva? Why not jiva be satya? The individual self, he is satya, why not? So this question, on what basis do you say that the individual self is mithya? Waking is mithya because displaced by dream and so on. But how do you say jiva is displaced by whom? The jiva or the individual self does not seem to displace at all. So how do you say that is mithya? So then that is being answered in verse 59. Yadvan Vridhighata Brantim Shuktava Rajatasthirim Tadvad Brahmani Jeevatvam Vikshyamane Napashyade Yadvad Vrti Ghatabhranti Shuktovarajastitim Tadvad Brahmani Jivatvam Vikshamayana Pashyade. Just as Mrudi Ghatabhrantim. So, Yadvad Mrudi Ghatabhrantim na Pashyade. This is how you have to say, you know. Yadvad Vikshamayana Mrudim. Ghatabhrantim napashyati. Meaning that when you take an object which is called part, vikshamane. Meaning that when you really see what it is, vikshamane. When you analyze what this object is, then what? Ghatabhrantim napashyati. When he focuses his attention on this object called the part, to determine what it is, he realizes that it is nothing but clay. Clay alone is the non-negatable aspect of his object, and therefore he no more sees his object. So it is up to you whether to see this object as a part, which of course you can see, but if you focus your attention on something that is changeless in this, we find that it is nothing but clay. <coughs> what is incidental? Clay is essential. So what is essential thing in this object when you see vikshamane? Not only see in your eye, with your eye, but see with your mind also. Because understand that the ghatta also is seen by the mind. Eyes give me a data and mind says this is a part. So the notion of part is in the mind. So when we see this object objectively, 
then ghatabhrantim natikna pashyadi. This one does not see the bhrantiya or delusion of ghata at all. Shuktau charajasthidim. So shuktau vai rajas. Then similarly also, another stated example in Vedanta is one of the mother of pearl or the shell, which sometimes we confuse with silver. So while taking a walk on the beach, there are those shells lying there, and very often upon the surface of the shell, those fine sand particles are sticking. And those, when the sunlight falls on that, those sand particles reflect light, brightness. When you see that shell, it appears very bright, like silver. And there is bhranti, or the delusion of silver in a shell is also very common. At least this is an example of it, and whether you have ever seen it or not, I don't know. There is a rope and snake. So far I have not experienced it, but then you can imagine. So, but it's understandable that something, some this can happen. The rope can be taken to be snake, but the rope may not be sometimes when you take a walk. There's not enough light. Things sometimes appear like so, because even things falling from the tree, there are those little, uh, little branches and things, you know, twigs, which are curved. And you wait a minute, what is this, you know? And so you wonder. It's not unusual to see one thing as the other. And there were, this is an example. See, rope snake is one example, and shell and silver is another example. Both are examples of projection. One thing projected upon the other, or one thing seen as different from what it really is. So what happens when a rope is seen in a snake, it creates fear, it creates an, a dvesha, an aversion or hatred. And when a shell is seen as silver, it creates attraction. So one is example of Raga, other is example of Dvesha, you know. So when I see silver in a shell, I'm attracted to that. So only when I pick up, then I realize and I throw it away. But how the projection of silver causes Raga and projection of snake causes Dvesha. Vedantin says all Raga Dvesha are like this only. Ragadveshas are created only on account of not seeing the thing for what it is. Seeing it different from what it is alone can call Ragadvesha. If you saw thing as it is, you would not call Ragadvesha at all. That I hate something or I am fascinated by something is only because I do not see that thing for what it is. Otherwise, I have no reaction at all. You see things for what they are. What are, what are they? If I see things really for what, what will I find, you know? I see anything for what it is, what will I find? Brahman? Or what? Self? There cannot be Raga and Dvesha in self, meaning I cannot have attraction for myself or aversion for myself. Is it not so? When I know that this is Self, I, I can't say that I love my right hand more than left hand and things like that, because it's Self. Or I hate my, my hair and I love my feet, etc. Because in Atma in one, there is raga 
or dvesha. Otherwise, raga dveshas will be there. Holiness, three things, but what they really are, I discovered is nothing but atma, then only raga dvesha goes. So, Vedandin says that the raga is created because of seeing silver in the, in the shell. It would not be created if you had seen it in the shell. No fascination would have been created if the object was seen for what it is a shell. And similarly, no fear or hatred would have been created if you have seen the object, rope, for what it is. So similarly also here, Tadvat Brahmani Jeevatvam Vikshamayana Pashyade. Similarly also, Brahmani Vikshamayana. It is the Sati Saptami. When Brahmatvam is seen in Jiva, now we have, so Sati Saptami is what, when? <laughs> you just learned this afternoon? Vrdi vikshamane gharaparantim na pashyati. Rajatasthitim. So, shuktaho vikshamane rajasthitim na pashyati. Brahmane vikshamane. What is it? Brahmane vikshamane na pashyati. Kim na pashyati? Jeevatvam na pashyati. So, vrdi vikshamane. When the clay is seen, no more one sees a pot in there. Shukta vikshamane. When the shell is seen, Rajasthidim, no more one sees the silver. Brahmani vikshamane. So when I see Brahman here, it's a jivatvam na When I see myself as Brahman, when I see myself also, what is the abiding aspect is asti bhadi priyam Brahman, then jivatvam is no more there. Therefore, Jivatvam also is as mithya. That Jivatvam is as mithya as the snake or the silver or the pot. <coughs> Vikshamane Sakshat Pradesati When Brahmatvam, when Brahmani Sakshat Pradesati, I realize I see myself as Brahman, there is no more Jiva remains. But Swami, that seems to be another brainwashing only that, that's what they say, you know. I think your guru has brainwashed you that you are Brahman, you are Brahman, you are Brahman. So you keep repeating, I am Brahman. Because, hey, this is brainwashing. So what would you say? You would say that you are right now brainwashed. We are unwashing them, really speaking. To say that I am so and so is brainwashing. Ignorance has effectively done that. Only when you see yourself Brahman, then you realize that then, then brain is all, you know, brain is all right. So it's not that I am Brahman is brainwashing. It is to make me free from the brain that is already washed. Tadbat, because we, we invite you, look at yourself closely. What are you? Are you a speaker, thinker, talker, walker, eater? Then you keep on changing. What are you? Sometimes I'm happy. When happy? I'm walking, Swamiji. I'm talking. I'm busy. I'm studying. I'm going out all night. So who are you? The walker you are, the talker you are, the heater you are, who are you? Decide and tell me. Every time I ask you, tell me different things, you know. 
How are you? How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Okay. So then what are you really? It should not let me question. That every time I think of myself, I find a different self. Is it not so? Just like this crystal, every time you look at the crystal, sometimes it is it is some red color or, or whatever that is, and then a blue color, and some other time it's a yellow color. So what is this thing? Is it yellow? Or is it blue? Or is it red? What is this? A question should arise, is it not? Every time the crystal appears, should any sensible person know what is this thing? How it appears different all the time? Similarly also, I am happy now, sometimes unhappy, sometimes talking, talker, walker, thinker, eater, drinker. Then who am I? So then from that we have to separate the variable part, changing part. And the only thing that is sustainable is what? I am, I am, I am. Then walker comes and goes, and talker comes and goes, and thinker comes and goes. They're all incidental. Like different colors come and go in this crystal, it's all incidental. So this weak shamana, when you realize, when you see yourself as this, I am. When can you see that? If you have that enough vairagya to just let go, hey, I am not talker, so let go of the talker. How do you talker came? It came by identifying the organ of talking. Just give it up. Now here, how did the hearer come? By identifying the organ of hearing. Let it go. If you had that facility, it as simple as that, hamsa is not, it's not simple. But if you have that viveka, vairagya, shamadi, shatka, then we can do that. Then just let go. You let go of the identification that all these kind of roles, these are all roles. Speaker also is a role, thinker also is a role, theorer also is a role, listener also is a role. Who is the actor in this role? What is in the king is there, that will now is the beggar, then is the minister, then is the hero, then is the villain. Who is really there? Who is unchanging part in that? So also who is unchanging in here? I am, I am, I am, I am. That's all. So I am and self-evident. I am, I shine. That's all I am, Swamiji. It doesn't sound exciting. That's all I am. Just I am. I shine. That's all I am. Simple. Asti, bhari, nothing else. It's not exciting. In fact, that is where there is total peace only because when, 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 when speaker comes, then agitation comes. Thinker comes, disturbance comes. Any air comes, disturbance. When they go away, no disturbance at all. Total tranquility. In fact, you don't need excitement. What you need is tranquility. Excitement also is subject to coming and going. So Vedanas don't like excitement. Bhaktas may like it. Vedanas don't like it. Bhakta wants, you know, this, uh, some kind of uh, some kind of wave of excitement. It says no. Total, because even the content of excitement ultimately is only tranquility. Total tranquility in I am. The total sense acceptance. Total self-satisfaction. So, Brahmani Vikshamaya, 
When I see myself as Brahman, then Jeevatvam, the talker, walker, etc., the reality goes, uh, you will still continue to talk. Now you know that it's just a role. It's, it's a role that you're performing. Where the actor has his two identities, see also your identity, I am Brahman. Agnyanavasthayam pratiyamano yava jiva brahman. So now matra it is. So see, one point is made in so many verses. Just to impress upon us. Because that I am a jiva has become so deeply rooted in me that I am Brahman has to be also, has to assert again and again and again. Just as mother will tell the child, you know, first time going out, oh, take care, okay? Don't talk to a stranger. Oh, remember your this. Remember I packed your lunch. Remember that. Okay. Fifteen hundred times, you know. To impress. Take care. <clears throat> because normally he doesn't take care. He is being what is. The mother is always there. But now she knows that he is going alone. And therefore he doesn't have that benefit. So reminds. Here also, same thing is said in one verse, the example is changed, open saying, that's all that changes. The thing is, the idea is to vasana dhyaya. So creating a new vasana. What will be the vasana? What's the vasana? Body I am. The world is it, that's the vasana. The fundamental vasanas are that this body, mind, sense complex I am. That's the vasana. Then the world of name and form is real. That's the vasana. All other vasanas are born of this, basically. Because I am body, mind, sense, complex, therefore I am limited, therefore I, there is a desire that I want to become free from that limitation. So that causes the vasana then slowly and slowly gets confounded, multiplied. So the, the teacher wants to create a new vasana. I am Brahman. So Jiva Brahma Bheda Namatrahiti. The duality between Jiva and Brahma is no more than name. Jiva is one name, Brahma is one. Other than that, there is no difference, you know. What is the difference in, for example, what is the difference between a bangal and an earring? Only name. Bangal, name, earring. What it is, it is called. So that's what he said in the next verse. You, it doesn't look like the verse is different from the previous verse. The slight difference is there. Yathamurdikato nama Kanake kundala vidha Shuktau virajitakhyate Jeeva shandastatha pare Yatha Rudi Ghatonama. Rudi, which case is this? Huh? Seventh case. Is Sati Saptami? <laughs> that you have to ask him. <laughs> if we Saptami is not Sati Saptami, you know. <laughs> Simple Saptami. This is Adhikana Saptami. Yatha Rudi Ghatonama. Just as in the clay or, you know, there is name called pot. The clay is given a name. What name? Pot. Kanagi Kundala Vira. The gold is given a name. What? 
Kundala. Kundala means hearing. Okay, the things have gone away or what? Yeah, they are here. So I was missing them. So this is Kundala. It's called Kundalam. Kanake Kundalamida. In gold, what is the name? In the gold we give the name Kundalam. So we feel that that's a real thing. What happens is, moment you call something by name, it just creates an idea that it is real. So moment you call this object part, if you continue to call it clay, there will be no problem. And we said yesterday, when Swami said, this clay part is not party clay. Suppose you say party clay, then no problem would have been there. Because the idea of clay persists in your mind. This is clay. If you call it bangly gold, there will be no problem. When you give the name bangle, you think that there is an, there is an entity called bangle. When you call it part, automatically you assume that that is an entity called part. When we call this silver, where there is in fact shell, khyatihi. Khyati means name. So, khyati actually is something that is our khyati means akhya, na. So just as there is name called pot in clay, there is name called earring in gold, there is name called silver in the shell. Similarly, jiva shabdas tatha pare. Pare, seventh case again. So, mrudi khata shabda hai, kanage kundala shabda hai, shukta jatat shabda hai, tatha pare jiva shabda hai. What is para? What is pare brahmani? What is param brahma? We use the word jiva. Then we think that jiva is real. So, this word has a tremendous capacity. The words, and so as this and we say, moment you say clay pot, immediately it looks like pot is substantive and clay is adjective. We say golden bangle, looks like bangle is substantive, gold is adjective. So, gold is adjective. What is the name? Is bangly gold when you say then, you know that substance is gold and bangle is an adjective. What is the adjective? Something that is incidental. What is substance? That which is essentially there. So with a golden clay pot, looks like pot is a substance and clay is incidental. It's the other way around. Clay is a substance and pot is incidental. So really you would have done potty clay. Bangly gold. If this kind of Shabda Prayoga or expressions were there, it would have created the right idea. And so also, so rather than calling jiva or shabda, what is it? Brahman coming in the form of jiva. <coughs> Tatha jiva shabda hai. Similarly also, in pare brahmani jiva shabda hai. <coughs> so just as a difference, there are these two words now. Clay and pot. What is the difference between clay and pot? Nama matra Two names are there, you know. Clay is one word, pot is another word. So difference between clay and pot is nothing but difference in names, not in substance. So you choose to call clay pot and then therefore what's the difference? Only in name. Clay is one word, 
What is another word? Substance is same. So difference between clay and pot is simply between the words clay and pot and not in substance. Similarly, the difference between gold and earring is what? Merely in the words gold and earring. There is no difference in substance. So also Jiva and Brahma. What difference is only in Nama. One thing is called Jiva, is called Brahman. Nama, what is this Brahman? That alone comes to be called Jiva. What is gold? Alone cost comes to be called earring. What is clay? Alone comes to be called a part. <coughs> and then so many examples are given. Next one says, Namatra prapanchasya mithyada vasana dharnhyaya. So whole prapancha is what? Just nama. The whole universe, every creation is what only nama. What is created? It's interesting thing. You say that you have created a pot. What have you really created, you know? The word pot. What is created? In this one, what is created? Before creation, this object was clay. After creation, now the object is a pot. So what is created? The word pot is created because the clay aspect is the same. So what is so whatever is created is just no word or name. You follow? The name part is created. So whatever is so in from example of the clay and part, we understand that what is created is nothing more than the name. You follow? Similarly, the substance is gold. When you create an earring from that, what have you created? The name earring has been created. <coughs> So Jagat is created. What is created? The name is created. The whole universe. So Vedanta says that whenever any creation takes place, all that is created is just name, nothing more. What do you mean, Swami? It's just name part. That's what it is. Because substance is clear. Take away the clay, nothing remains. Similarly, the whole universe is what? Just name. Nothing more than that. So that is really so. Namatra prapanchasi. Whole prapancha, the whole universe of creation is what? Namatra. Merely name and nothing else. Vacharambra. Vikara vacharambra. Name is what? Word. Word has its origin in speech. So that's all the reality of the creation. Because you choose to call it what? It's your choice. You could have called it clay also. Is it not so? Our Swami form in the olden days used to carry this kind of a chain. And what is this, you know? Oh, this is a chain. Suppose a man comes from village who has never seen a chain, but he knows the gold all right. For him, what is this? This is gold. You cry, what is this? This is gold. Now, can you say he's wrong? You can't say. Then it is chain. It's just, you can say gold plus name. What is created? The name chain is created, or the word chain is created. That is Vedanta. What is created is just name. So whole universe is what? Created is just name. So Namatra Prapanchasya. The whole Prapancha, the whole universe, which is the creation, is no reality more than just the word or Nama. Mithya, the Vasana, the Nama is Mithya because it has no independent existence. The substance only is gold. Imameva artham, 
Bhavi Loka Prasidhastanda is same thing that the creation is mitya is Prapanchayati explains in detail with so many examples. <coughs> anyway, let us look at one example. Yathaivam Yomni Nilatvam Yathaniram Arusthale Purushatvam Yathasthano Tadvad Vishwam Chidatmane So Yathayu Vyomni Nihiratvam, just as there is blueness in the sky. So those days they also knew that the blueness is not, you know. This example is old. As Shankaraja gives an example. Well, here also is given and in Vashya also you find. Just as blueness in the sky. So they knew there is no such thing as blueness, isn't it? Somehow they must have known. Yathayu Vyomni Nihiratvam, Yathayu Niram Marustale, just as you see, Water, so water is created in the desert. What is created? The mirage water. Purushatma mithasthanao, the ghost on the post, you know. So what is in fact is post or a stump of tree and sometimes looks like it is ghost when, because it, when you are in village and then, you know, going from one village to, sometimes people go for watching a movie, for example, you know. From village he goes to a nearby town to watch the movie. And it's 9 to 12, late night show and comes home after 12, 12.30, he's all alone and he's getting scared anyway. So he keeps singing all long, he loudly sings, you know, to just feel good about things. That's what people do, they sing. And passing this forest and then see something. What these fellows do is, they, there is actually just a stump of tree. On that they put a shirt or something like that, you know. Just to make an appearance so that the birds will be cheated, uh, you know, and misguided, and they think that somebody is standing there. That very same thing, when this fellow goes down, so, because already he is scared. Sometimes you have seen the ghost movie and he is coming with the idea of ghost and returning. He sees a ghost. The ghost on the post. What is that? A stump of tree. You see a ghost. That's called creation. So that's the nature of creation. So, Tadvad Vishwam Chidatma. Similarly, what we call Vishwam is Chidatma. What it is Chidatma, the consciousness upon that, you see Vishwam or the universe of name and form. So that way the example of Mithyatam are given here. That this is reality no more than it. It's a very, very serious thing and very, very profound thing. That what you call creation has no substance more than the word. What you call part has no substance more than the word part. Any creation, anything created has no substance more than the word. And universe is a conglomerate of all the created objects. Every object has no reality more than the word. So whole universe has no reality more than the word. That's all it is. The reality is only Brahman. Brahman alone is given name. Call it human being, call it animal, call it devata, call it God, call it what you will. They are all names of what? Of Brahman. This is a pot, a pitcher, all names of clay. 
And so also, Swami in X, Y, everything is name of whose name? Brahma. Because creation nothing more than name. <coughs> Sounds very, uh, you know, looks like Swamiji, this is uh, some radical kind of a thing, you know. But when we think about it, that's what we find. You mean there's nothing more than name here? It's all flesh and blood and there's all tangible stuff and you think they're all emotional beings and there's nothing more than nothing more than name. What substance is only Brahman? Then projection, you can project so many things. The whole dream is projected and then so many emotions are there and all kinds of things happen in the dream. That doesn't make it real. Just because it looks like flesh and blood and tangible and causes me all kinds of emotions doesn't make it real. When you wake up, it's not there at all. So thus, to impress upon ourselves, our mind, because we have been from the time beginningless, giving reality to the names and forms, and they were thinking that the world is different, I am different. Therefore the idea of duality or division gets created. And therefore grief is created. Our, our basic intention or desire is to become free from all sorrow. So that the ānanda or happiness, which is my nature, becomes manifest. That's our primary agenda. So Vedānta seeks to achieve the accomplished agenda by identifying the basic cause of sadness. So what is the name? You, give, you take it so seriously. You give it reality. That's the problem. So understand things for what they are. That all Vedānta says is, understand everything for what it is. No more no less. So we are not ridiculing the universe. We are not rejecting it. We are, you know, we are just understanding the universe for what it is. Understanding anything for what it is. Nothing more than that. And nothing less than that also. That's called being objective. And that's what Vedanta teaches us. Okay. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavasishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Upanah Punah Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavatvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantishantishantihi Hari Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Hari Om.